What are the limitations you have as a photographer? You've got to be very sensitive, I can imagine. Most newborn photographers take photos of babies naked. Our babies are always dressed and they're generally wrapped. Why is that? Because their skin is particularly fragile and also they're going to be cold. So they tend to be dressed and wrapped in blankets and sometimes I think that's for mum to stop feeling how cold the baby feels perhaps. And also they're very floppy, so if they're bound, you can keep them still and hold them. That'd be easier, yeah. Handle with care. Yeah, and love. And handle with love. I'm Georgie Vesti, and this is Dead Honest, a podcast where we talk honestly about death. In this first season, I'm talking to the professionals who help us when we die. Not the first responders like the paramedics, but the people who do the jobs we very rarely see. People like Cheryl, who you were just hearing, a professional photographer with a pretty heartbreaking day job. On most days, you'll find her on a maternity unit, taking photos of babies who are stillborn or having their life support withdrawn. Now, I know this sounds pretty confronting, But for the family she helps, these are very precious photos. I should warn you, this episode covers topics you may find upsetting, especially if you've been affected by the loss of a baby. But her work is so important. I hope you'll stay with me. I started by asking Cheryl, what do you need to cope with the emotional demands of this work? A huge heart and compassion. I mean, you can walk into a room and the pain is almost tangible as you open that door. And that's really hard. It's the emotion, what do you say? And a lot of people say, oh, I couldn't do that, I couldn't do that. And sometimes it can actually be a little uncomfortable how grateful they are to you when you think all that's going on for them and they can't thank you enough. What is for you a really good session? I had one family that I took photographs for, and it was a traveller family. And literally there must have been a line outside the door of about 50 people all wanting pictures, dressed in their finery. And for me, that was quite unusual because everyone looked at the camera and smiled, which is not the norm for these sessions. But for this family, everyone wanted a picture with this little one. And then there are some families that have that USB and maybe they never, ever look at them. And that's absolutely fine. But what about 20 years down the line, if mum regretted it, she can go and have a look then. I've taken photographs of babies when mum's not seen the baby. Because she's chosen not to see the baby. And it's quite unusual in those circumstances. And I did have one quite recent. Dad said, we'll have the photos. And dad was there. But bless him, he wouldn't be in the photos in case mum did decide to look and then felt bad that she wasn't there. So he stopped himself being in the photos, which I thought was an amazing thing to do. So if she was ready one day... She wouldn't feel bad or that she missed out on on something by not being in them. Talk to me about the families, the different reactions families have, depending on the circumstances of the death. If it's been an unexpected death, when you walk into that room, does it feel very different? Yes. Then normally it's shock, numbness, very little speak, not emotional. It's very unusual to go in a room and there'll be crying, like sobbing. You know, there may be the odd tear and that kind of thing. But most of the time it's like silence and they're they're hard. It's like a disbelief sort of thing. It's not sunk in for them yet. Whereas 
a family that have had a diagnosis that baby has a condition non-compatible with life, they're much more accepting and they've planned things. And, you know, you can get in a room and there'll be like a little mini shrine of bits and bobs they've brought along. And that's completely different. They're almost a happy occasion because they're getting time now with this baby. You know, it's completely one end of the spectrum to the other. Are you ever surprised by the reaction, the grief reaction you get from some parents? Sometimes you can get, there might be a a slight bit of tension. I've been there when when the parents are actually not together anymore. Sometimes we get police cases, the police are outside the door, the parents are not allowed to be in or touch the baby and we take photos for them. That must be so hard. Yeah, yeah. Some people can be possibly rude. I had a situation where I was actually really quite taken aback. Dad was so rude to me. And the dad said, how long is this going to take? And I said, thinking, right, so straight away you pick up, there's an issue here and he obviously doesn't want it to be very long-winded. So fibbing, I said about, oh, about 10 minutes. He went, make it five. And he was obviously well-spoken, very sort of impressive looking. And I think he was used to being in charge and he was completely out of his depth and their baby was having life support withdrawn. But mum, you could see, was like desperately wanted the pictures. And the nurse had said to her, do you want skin to skin? And she said yes. And he he said no. So we went in to do the pictures and literally I was barely there five minutes. And he went, that's enough. Next day, I get a phone call for the same unit again. So I went back and I said, is little one still here with us? And they said, yeah, and she actually looks better today. And I said, it wouldn't be the norm, but as I'm here... Maybe pop in and ask if they wanted one or two more because I can do that easily. She come back and she said, yeah, 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 come in. Dad wasn't actually in the room when I walked in, but the two sets of grandparents were there with with mummy. And I said, oh, hello. And she said, oh, thank you so much. And she thought I'd come back. I said, that's okay. He walked in the door. He said, what are you doing in here? Get out. And I was like, oh. And the, and the sister said there, she's here to take photos as mummy asked. And she sort of stood in front of the door like she's not going anywhere, bless. And these photos were so much nicer. But you could see mum almost sort of like she didn't say anything, but it was like, thank you, you know, like the look. And, you know, I can put up with that rude man because that mum has got what she wanted. Do you think also with some fathers, they're trying misguidedly to protect their partners? from what they see as it becoming more emotional. So that thing about having skin on skin, they're fearful of there being some form of attachment. And therefore, if they can somehow prevent that, if they can somehow keep it away, that maybe it won't have as much impact. One couple, they were told that they could stay at the hospital as long as they wanted. They have like the bereavement suite. And dad turned around and said to mum, well, if we stay, you'll get more attached. So we, we need to go. I think we need to go today. This two days, that's been enough. But I can see that he thought he was helping her not get too attached. But the mum was like, oh, well, you know, like, no. And then I've been to, like, a neonatal unit where there's a little one, six months old, and no-one's ever been to see the baby. And they're just, they're really harsh. I recently was contacted by one of the bereavement midwives I know quite well, 
who had a mummy that lost a baby quite early and I think just around the 20 mark. She didn't see the baby. She didn't want any pictures of the baby, but technically the hospital took medical photos for record. And three years later, she was in counselling and she was having a really bad time. And the thing was that she felt terrible that she didn't see him. And she was having dreams and she couldn't see his face and, you know, all sorts of terrible things for her. So she'd got onto the bereavement midwife who knew the medical photographers took two pictures for the notes. So she got in touch with me and said, is there anything you can do? Because they were horrible, clinical, Matt ruler, tiny little baby naked. And our team managed to put him in a heart-shaped blanket. So mummy had something. Even though they were harsh clinical photographs, if that medical photographer hadn't took them, mummy would have nothing. And I received a really, really lovely letter from her saying, you know, that they're the most beautiful pictures he's ever, ever seen. Have you ever taken photographs of a baby of somebody you've known? No. I've met a family twice, which was really hard. Tell me about that. I'd got a call and there, there was a, a request and it was a completely different hospital and it was about 18 months apart. Mum had an unusual name. And I was thinking, I know that name, I know that name. And it was sticking with me. So I, I had to look back through records and I found mum. So I actually called the hospital back and said, I've met this family before. Can you just speak to them and check with them that they are happy for me to come? Because it's me, you know, it might bring up a whole lot of things. And they actually said, no, they would rather it be me. And that was, that was tough because as I walked in, mum just gave me a hug. And again, we didn't talk too much other than there were some little comments about the previous little one and a resemblance and, and things like that. But I actually think they felt comfortable with it being me because they didn't have to say much and I didn't have to talk too much. They sadly know the process and how it works and what I was going to do. And mum remembered a picture that I took before and she wanted to do the same one again. So we did that, which was lovely for them. Have you ever been with a mother when she's given birth on her own? Yes, yes. You do feel like a little bit more. I'd probably maybe stay a little bit longer and chat a little bit, squeeze mummy's hand while I talk to her, that kind of thing, to try and show her that she's got some support. I had a 15-year-old girl that had a concealed pregnancy delivered at home in the bathroom and had to go to coroner because they didn't know did the baby breathe or not and three weeks later come back from post-mortem when we did the pictures and she was in the middle of her GCSEs and he was the most beautiful beautiful baby and they're probably maybe the harder ones when they just look absolutely perfect like they're sleeping and you can't believe that this beautiful child isn't going to wake up what happens for you when you have had a really hard day? How do you bring yourself back to yourself? How do you come back to being you? I'm lucky. I, I have two pain in the backside. Teenage boys, men, nearly. Like, phew, I'm lucky to have that. But it is normal life. You have to, you can't carry it around forever. So in the hour and a half or so it takes me to get home, I'm normally back in my normal so. And my husband might say to me, you okay? 
and that, but that you okay means don't tell me. And I go, yeah, I'm fine. I'm really fine. And then he says, oh, that's good. And he normally gives me a little squeeze. And that's it. We, we, we get back to normality. So which are the deaths that affect you the most? I got caught out oh, possibly a couple of years ago. When I caught out, it was the first... My, my, both my sons have fairly unusual names and one is more unusual than the other and it was the first time I had a baby with my son's name and it was like, oh, I felt that in my chest. So that was, you know, tough. And then I had one session which was extremely hard but it is not the norm where it was actually mummy having care withdrawn and we photographed baby on her chest and I had been in many neonatal units but I'd never been in an adult intensive care and it was quite shocking. And then we have a team of digital retouchers that, you know, do amazing things. And they took mummy's ventilator away. And I couldn't believe what a beautiful woman she was. She obviously was. And the little one has this one photograph of him and his mum. And so that one was really hard. I've been at sessions where both mum and baby had passed. How do you go into the room and be with a family when it's that situation? Believe it or not, for me, I'm, I'm quite a loud, outspoken, sort of outgoing person. And I, I just do the opposite. I just read from the people. And there was two sets of grandparents and dad. And I just walked in and sort of touched his hand and waited for him to react. And then he squeezed my hand, so I left my hand there. I don't, as a whole, offer condolences purely because I know when I'm emotional, if someone offers me a condolence, it will probably set me off. When you talk about attending the deaths of babies who are having their life support turned off, what is it that the families want you to take then? Is it the life and then the death? 99% of the time, if a family have a baby that's alive, they don't want to consider pictures of the baby when the baby's died. Our babies on maternity that's stillborn, they have no choice. However, those pictures, if you ever see a baby on a ventilator, and if it's a little one, you don't really see very much of them. But once all that medical paraphernalia has been removed, they look so much more peaceful but most of them don't want that. It's hard because I normally will say when the neonatal nurse calls or the doctor, have you mentioned the possibility of afterwards? Because they can look so much more peace. So, yeah, we've, we've asked, but, you know, they're not keen. We see what we want to see. Yeah. What is it? I mean, it's interesting because this whole area of memorialising a child's death has become a much bigger and more accepted practice than it was, say, 10 or 20 years ago. I'm mindful of the fact that parents are possibly asking for photographs of babies at younger and younger ages. But I'm curious for that, in a sense, how you train your volunteers, because it must be quite confronting. I've seen some of the photographs that have been put on memorial sites. These are very young babies. The 24-week plus, they're, they're fully formed and they just look small. We do training and we have videos and slideshows and we have consent from family. So that's what we show the photographers. There's things to know when handling and moving a baby that might happen. So it's, I think, more information is, is power. Tell me about what you think these photographs give a grieving family. 
it is that tangible thing. My baby did exist. I went into hospital pregnant, but I didn't come home with a baby like everybody else they think normally does. And there's lots of mums that say they have this irrational fear, and I believe it's irrational, that they will forget what their baby looked like. But when that baby dies, the love doesn't die. The love is there forever. And it is in all of us. Some may try and suppress it and some will let it freely. And I think those that are freely with it are the ones that talk about it and process it and probably have a healthier experience all round. Um, it's the ones that try and bury it in and pretend it's not there are the ones that suffer, which is a shame. What would you like to say to people who've maybe have a friend or a relative who's just lost their baby? How should we help them? Talk to them and talk about their baby. I believe if they didn't want to talk about it, they would tell you. The thing of the being, you know, oh, Karen and John across the road. Oh, you mean the couple that lost the baby? They they get a label and people are like, oh, gosh, I wouldn't know what to say to them, so I won't say anything. Talk to them. Let them talk. Pretending it didn't happen because you don't want to accept it. That's a convenient thing. Oh, I don't want to upset her, so I won't say anything. But that's more about you because you don't know how to react. And it's really hard. I get that. But just let someone talk, even if it's a nod and a squeeze of a hand. You might not have to say anything. Just let her get it out. And him, we forget dads. We'd forget dads and that's really bad because dads grieve and dads are the, oh, I'm supposed to be the tough, strong guy and I've got to be supporting there for mum. But dads grieve. They're there sometimes silently silently suffering and, and grieving so we shouldn't forget them as well and maybe ask to see the photos oh definitely the amount of people that are so proud there are people that have canvases on their walls there are people that have mouse mats and on their mugs and everything you know and it's normal because like why wouldn't you have a picture of your child the way i look at it is my 20 minutes 30 minutes 40 minutes be two hours a feeling a little bit uncomfortable in a difficult situation is nothing compared to what these families will go through for the rest of their life. And again, it's like, I can make a difference. I'm a photographer. I'm not going to change the world. But actually, I think with these photos, I change that family's world. And that's quite a powerful thing to do. My thanks to Cheryl Johnson and her fantastic team of photographers. And if you want to know more, you can visit their website, rememberMyBaby.org.uk. Or check out their Facebook page and you'll see for yourself just how much their work means to the families they help. I also want to say a belated congratulations, as since this interview, Cheryl has been awarded a British Empire Medal for Services to Bereaved Families, an award which, in my view, is incredibly well-deserved. As always, you'll find links on our website, deadhonest.com. And if you'd like to leave us a review, well, that would be amazing. It really helps others find their way to us. So until next time.